All righty. All right, so, hey, Miss, good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. I know this is strange for us to be on um, live on yeah. a Sunday, but we thought it was very important since I can only get my girl, Miss Camille, and when I get her, I have to snatch her because she's so busy. So yeah. I am so glad she reached out to us um, wanting to discuss this you know, important topic, right? So I would love to welcome Miss Camille Burke Thank to you. our live. Welcome girl, welcome. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to say, Camille, thank you so much for coming. And I will say this is the Let's Connect show that we have here. Um, as Reese was introducing, I just want to reiterate for everybody who's checking us out. Okay, thank you guys for being with us. This is the Let's Connect show. We're usually here on Mondays, but instead today is a Sunday because the lovely Camille is with us and yes. she's got something important to chat about. So and it won't be it won't be the usual two hour show. This is going to be maybe 45 minutes um, okay. just to touch on this important um, topic. And the topic today is um, how um, celebrity death affects no the, the the effects of celebrity death on mental health. Did I get that correct, Miss Camille? Yes, you did. Yes. So that is a mental illness is so. I mean, common. So yes. everywhere you turn, everywhere you turn is mental illness, mental health, and um, it is very important that we discuss this, especially in our community, because you know, black people think that oh, mental ill. I mean, they want to hide it because of the stigma behind it, right? How people are gonna view them if they hear that they have this illness, you know? So um, with that being said, um, Camille, just give a little bit of background about you. So our listeners or people that are watching know that we didn't just Google you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's see. My name is Camille Burke. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have over 15 years experience um, just practicing with different ages from the womb to the tomb. Okay, so I see a plethora of clients from different cultures, different age, different ethnicities. But for today's topic, we're going to be talking about something that um, has affected us all in different ways. Um, all of us have at some point known someone who's passed. Um, sometimes the people are close, but for the purpose of this topic tonight, it's celebrities, right? right? How does celebrity death affect our mental health? So we all have had a celebrity or two that, you know, whether we were a fan about or cared about or heard about that when we found out that they die, it has uh, affected us sometimes in ways that we didn't think that it would. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Like the, the recent death of, I mean, Carol, I know maybe you don't know because you're not with the young people. Oh my goodness, you <laughs> just called me out there. That's so wrong. But see that, I, the bus. See, see that I rolled with the youngins, you know, we had a- um... So right there, you just showed your age. You roll with the youngins. I roll with the youngins. So I, I don't know if you heard. Youngins would say that. 
So I don't know if you heard about the group Migos, right? Yeah. Um, three, um, they're actually related, right? So the younger one, um, Pat, they shot him, um, 28 years old, senseless, right? Another one was Pop Smoke. He was, he was also, you know, murdered and senseless. And, um, and I read where, I don't remember the guy, the rapper's name, but when, and the name of the, 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 the rapper that got from Migos, his name is Takeoff. And a rapper actually commented that he's out of the rap game. That affected him. He was like, he's out, he's done with it. So that instantly you could see affected him, right? So um, let me ask you this, Miss Camille. Um, how do you feel the string of killing of rappers influences mental health? Okay. Well, there has been a very um, long list of rappers who've been killed in, in my era growing up, 80s, 90s, uh, actually 90s really, Tupac and Biggie were the biggest uh, rapper deaths that I faced yes. Yes. as my generation, you know, older millennials grew up. But in today's times, I can't keep up with the rappers that have been killed. It, it feels like every month, it feels mm -hmm. like too often to count. And um, I used to keep track, but it's, it's you know, a lot. So um, I just feel as if we are affected by that in ways that it just brings us um, the reality of what's happening around us and the somberness um, that it entails. It's definitely an eye opener. And it just creates a somber atmosphere. It creates a pause, a pause on mm -hmm. everything. Um, allows us to reflect really deep into our thoughts and puts us on pause and causes a lot of us to ask the questions, why? Mm -hmm. Right? Because we can connect with people who don't, who've never met us. They don't even know that, or their family wouldn't even think that their death would have affected us the way it did. Yeah. You know, you know who that happened to me with. Um, don't even know. She don't even trust me. Celebrity. Um, Tracy Braxton, when mm -hmm. she passed, mm -hmm. that I was yeah. When she passed, uh, you would think that I knew her. I really felt it like wow. And this is somebody that don't even know that I exist. Right. So I understand where you know how. Oh, I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. So why you think why do you think it affects us so much when we hear a celebrity as opposed to a loved one or an acquaintance or um I think we're all affected whether you know it's a close one a loved one but in reference to the show of celebrities I feel like we look at them as they're immortal right we put them on this pedestal as if they're larger than life they're celebrities because we celebrate them. And in part of us celebrating them, we do not humanize them. We, mm. as being, we immortalize them. So we don't think of death. We don't think of anything bad. We don't connect them with the human side. Mm. And when they pass, a piece of us 
we lose a piece of us. A piece of us, I think, dies with them. You know, now we have to rearrange our life mm-hmm. um, and to go on without them. You know that um, Aaron Carter just passed. I don't know if you know, he's, he's the brother of the Backstreet Boys. 30, 34 years old. They found him dead today. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't even hear that one yet. I heard that, yeah, today. Just actually an hour before we came on, I saw the news that mm-hmm. he passed. I don't think that was today though. I think that was no. like yesterday or something, yeah. Oh, he passed yesterday, but I'm guessing I'm just seeing the news yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you then know, another one was Whitney Houston. When Whitney Houston passed, you know, that for me, for me, it's not even just all big time celebrities and stuff like that. I know, Reese, I, I talked about this on the show before here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that for Camille's purpose as well. And for everybody who's listening, who may not have heard me say it before, but that young lady, her name was Chesley Christ, right? She was the TV show host on Extra, Extra Television Show beautiful girl she was a lawyer she was uh miss usa i mean i remember and i watch her program a lot because i watch extra and a lot of times as reese know i would pick up certain headlines or whatever and we talk about them here as well so i used to watch her all the time and she was always so radiant and bubbly and happy and then still to this day i'm telling you camille her death you know, affects me and it affected always me. talk about and, it. And I, I always talk about it because it just hit me like a ton of bricks so much. And it's like, like you said, we, in a way, a lot of us regular folks live our lives vicariously through some of these celebrities, right? Because they get to do things that we don't get to do, blah, blah, blah. So we want to do a lot of what they're doing, you know, and I'm not speaking necessarily for myself, but, you know, for everybody who's listening and who are experiencing this, it's one of the reasons why, like you said, we don't see them as human. We see them as bigger and and better, whatever. Because they're doing all the things that some of us will never get to do. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's the reason why we're so attached to them. And but the other thing we have to remember, right? And if you could talk about that a little bit, um, Camille, is when we see what we see is not always necessarily the real, the truth, because they're showing exactly. us what they want to show us. Yeah. And then we attach ourselves to that, and that's not necessarily the truth. And then when we lose them that's the reason it affects us so much because we never thought of them as mortal. Definitely. Like you said, Carol, we vicariously live through them. Some of us have even created our lives based on uh, some of these housewife shows. Uh, Some of the things we do, the gender reveals or the way we dress, you know, the fashion statements that we make or some of the places where we go. Um, some restaurants that were on the show. There's some that are in Miami. And I I have friends who go there because so-and-so's husband owns it or used to own it or ex-husband, you know, the affiliation that's connected to this person that, you know, you would have never interacted with (laughs) other than that person being connected to someone you'll never meet on the housewife shows. So we vicariously, you know, live through that. Yeah. That was 100% correct. When it comes to that, 
Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, but again, I just want to reiterate for, cause a lot of, I feel like we hear about these celebrities, right. That they use, you, you hear about this drive-by shooting yeah. and you hear about, you know, all this tragedy and they didn't even know what was yeah. happening, even with um what happened with Nipsey Hussle, what oh, happened yes. with the young man. Yes, that was, I forgot about him. Yes. And uh, the other um, artist that was in uh, um, like a Waffle House, something I forget where he oh, was. Oh, yes. That was, that was last month. Yes. That was very yeah, recent. Oh, September. Was, I didn't hear about that one. That was September. Yes. yes. That just found happened. His, found the people. Risa, you think I don't know nothing. See, girl, I, I see. won the game. <laughs> I see. I see. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and. He was there and I think he was with his girlfriend or, you know, his other half or he was with. And I believe that she may have, you know, inadvertently posted that they were there and not really realizing that. And then somebody just decided to go over there. So the thing is, a lot of times what we see and what we hear and a lot of times artists put messages in their music but it doesn't necessarily mean it's real life you know but other people take this to be because everybody wants to live the life mm -hmm. that they're living and they want to do what they're doing so what they see them post on social media you know the big bright flashing lights the grand life that they're mm -hmm. living as well as maybe what they're saying in some of their music you know other people think that that's real and yeah. they want to live that so they go ahead and they try to emulate that mm -hmm. right and that's where they make the mistake yeah and and they don't understand uh, most of their jewelry is rented crazy they don't it's crazy much of anything um i've worked with rappers families who the rappers passed and uh there's not really any money they're literally begging other celebrities to bury that rapper who yeah. one would think that's a that's a different show right there okay i'd never understand that i never understand they're yeah. in the clubs they have the fancy cars they're flying here and there mm -hmm. and then and it's i'm you know and it's really a shame it's really yeah. a shame it's shocking these rappers have some of them have won grammys you know and they're not able to cover all their expenses so yeah yeah, there's a whole thing behind that. And a lot of times, you know, being an artist is not necessarily that you're business minded. No. Two different no. things. Mm -hmm. And in order to even be successful, you have to understand the business and how it works. And when they're, you know, in all the fancy garments and the, you know, the fashion, the highest label, fashion labels and all of that, and the big chains and all of that. All of that is for promotions and marketing. That's it. That money comes out of their budget prior to them even seeing a cent. Well, and you know one what? One of the reasons why a lot of them, they end up with no money and they don't own, sometimes, not all of them, they don't own the rights to their music and all of that. So mm -hmm. it is a business again. And if they're not educated and all they see is the flash and, oh, I'm going to be a big star, then, you know, that's one of the reasons why they end up when they pass, they have no money and, and we think that they're living the high life, but they don't have any money. But I'm thinking too, maybe because of the way they were brought up, they don't, they didn't have money when they were younger. So they're coming out of the, 
ghetto or the poor neighborhoods, right? So now they have all this money. They don't know how to act because they never had it before, right? right. They never had all this money. So this is what they were, all they're seeing is money. They're not thinking, as you said, about the business side of it, right? So they may, you have some of them that were in, that was in drugs or whatever. And all of that is following them too with when they have this new fame, right? Yeah. They may have bad beef with somebody before and now they're up on top. No, you know, stuff like that. So it, all of that has to be taken in, um, in consideration. So Camille, another thing I wanted to ask is, what do you think the mourning process could, um, Quavo and I forgot his the other take cousin's off. name. No, not take off the other Offset. one. It's two Offset. of them. Offset. Offset. So you know, I think they are the uncles. <laughs> My son said, "Mommy, it's Quavo." Not I know. Quavo. I'm listening. I'm like, I know it's Quavo, but and I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Correct me. Yes, Quavo. Um. So, what do you think the mourning process will be like for them? Well, I think with because sorry, I don't mean two ways you have to think of it: family and bandmate, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, how you think that they would process this? I think that it's going to be very, very different um, for Quavo in many different ways than it is for Offset. So, while they're all family, remember you, myself, Carol, and everybody else in the world, we continue to ask, what happened? What happened to Takeoff? Quavo is the only person who was there who yes. could see what happened, he right? So while we're all speculating, Quavo has the facts, one. Two, Quavo was involved in an argument. Mm. Three, it ended in, a, in his nephew's death because they were uncle and nephew. Yeah. And it's going to affect Quavo in ways that it may not affect other people. The band had split. They were no right. longer going to be reunited as Meagles. So it was Uncle and Neff. Um, and they actually did an album. They completed an album uh, recently. Oh. And it's going to be a lot of triggers for Quavo, a whole lot of triggers in ways that most people can't understand. Now, one, survivor's guilt, okay? Let me break this down for you. Survivor's guilt is associated with post-traumatic stress disorder, which a lot of us just say PTSD. Mm. Survivor's guilt is when you survive a traumatic situation and you survive and people around you do not. So you're questioning life, you're questioning your existence, you're questioning your creator, you're questioning every single thing. You're having racing thoughts, you cannot shut your brain off. It doesn't make sense and no one can give you an answer. There are no answers. And those are the worst questions sometimes when there are no answers. So the survivor's guilt that Quavo will feel, I think that he'll feel it on a different level. One, because he was there. Two, because it happened right in front of his face. Three, because he was mm -hmm. involved in the argument that led to an eruption in gunfire. He is going to have probably lifelong triggers for the rest of and, his life. His yeah, and yeah, and Takeoff had nothing. You know the, the sad thing about it? Takeoff had nothing to do with it. He was just an innocent person. Innocent. He wasn't in an argument. Not in the argument. Like nothing. Looking what's going on, just like everybody else. And this is the thing. With Quavo, 
not only will he have survivor's guilt and PTSD and the lifelong triggers that I just, that I'm going to go into, but I kind of just said, his triggers may be crowds. Mm. Once you have a situation in which your life was threatened or somebody's life, especially his nephew, passed away in front of you, crowds. A lot of people who were, I have clients who were in um, hurricanes, earthquakes, you know, just major traumatic life stressors, crowds till this day still affect them. It doesn't matter how long the situation happened. So some of Quavo's triggers will include crowds, people, noises, arguments, loud sounds. And you, Carolyn, I know we cannot control other people arguing. We cannot control loud sounds. We cannot control a whole bunch of men getting rowdy. And when the rest of the world is like, yo, man, you need to move on. That happened so long ago. It's been 20 years and you still haven't left your house. Everyone else can move on who doesn't understand the pain that he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. The pain of watching your loved one get shut, sh shot down quickly, innocently, swiftly, and it's surreal. Yeah. So while everybody then, else gets to go to the goals to Grammys and makes their music and the rest of the world moves on, he's going to be probably stuck in a time capsule where he yeah. can't. And that is where we lead to complicated grief. Yeah. So complicated grief is different than just grief, right? Because at some point with grief, eventually life returns, uh, people go on with their daily life. The complicated grief, the pain hurts just as much as today as it, well, whenever the situation happens, it happened last week. It hurts the same last week as five years later. It still feels to the same intensity where they can't resume normal functions. They can't go anywhere. They can't leave their house. They have nightmares. Um, they have restless thoughts. They have racing thoughts. They're anxious. They're nervous. They're crying. They're panicking. And that is what complicated grief does. Their life of normalcy never returns. And you and I, we don't know the future. I can't say he's going to face that, but I can right. say that may happen. And if it does happen, we probably can't be surprised. He himself is going to be affected in ways that other people were not just because he saw the whole thing because he can't even ask the same questions that you and I can ask. Wait, what happened? So what happened again? So who was he can ask right. because he was there. So the guilt. Yeah, because he's going to do I'm thinking maybe he's going to be blaming himself saying that if he wasn't there and started the argument, this wouldn't happen. So right. maybe he's blaming himself and that's gonna be- We don't know who started the argument, right? We don't know who started right. the argument. Right. The fact that he was there, the fact that he saw the whole, there's no questions to be asked. It's surreal. It's gonna be replaying in his mind for the rest of his life. Even if he's an old man, even if he has children, even this is something, you know, a lot of people, our grieving takeoff, which we rightfully so. But survivors are no longer the same. It's almost like you kind of have to mourn the survivors as well because it's like the death of the old person that they were prior to them losing their loved one. Their, your smile will be different. Your walk will be different. Your thoughts will be different. You'll never be the same. 
Mm. Nobody leaves untouched. And I don't know the details of the relationship, right? But they said that they were not on the best, uh, him and That's what I was reading too. We're not on the best. I don't think they were on speaking terms. I don't want to misspeak, but they were not on the best terms. So just to even have unresolved issues and then someone just suddenly passes just like that. There's no, there's no making up. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no making up. There's no chance to say I'm that's sorry. another kind of guilt too. That's another, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a, that's another kind of guilt because there, there is no going back. There is no, because they've already come to the conclusion. They were never going to be Migos as we know it again, but they're always going to be family, but they're, right. they're strained. Um, so you have that knowing that they will never reconnect. Right. And then sadly, you know, there was an interview done a couple, they say a couple of weeks ago, where Takeoff was saying that he did not want, he, he wanted his flowers now. And he did not want his flowers when he's laying down. Yeah. Who knew? 11 days later, who knew? Yeah, and I saw that too. That's this, the irony that, of the whole situation. And you know what? He was the only one that said that. No one else said that. He said that, right? Um, Quavo could have said that. Anyone could have said that in the group. He said that in the in you know for whatever reason do you think that sometimes people have like they do things before like they have this feeling that they're gonna premonition i don't premonition yeah i don't, I don't think clairvoyance I, I don't think so i don't think for some i don't know maybe but for for others no i don't i don't think That's just, you know you don't you don't know and sadly um men are not celebrated I'm going to tell you this. For most men, they only get their flowers when they're dead. I mean, physical flowers. I'm not talking about the accolades that Takeoff was talking about, but I'm talking about roses, daisies, beautiful flowers. They only get it when they're dead. I guess I just want you guys to think about that. That's but in true. life, no one gives a man flowers. We look at that as effeminate. We look at that as not masculine. We look at, we don't give men flowers, but when they're dead, they get flowers from all over the world. Yes. Never, I, I never thought that. about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so true. Um, hey, Michelle. Michelle says, hey. Man, that is so, so true. Reesey, Michelle is asking you, what's the topic today? Oh. Oh, the topic today, we're talking about celebrities. No, the effect on mental health on celebrity deaths. So we're actually talking about the... Um, or the vice versa. It's the celebrity deaths and the effect it has on mental health. On mental health, yeah. Okay. That's why you're here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yes, that's what we're talking about today. And... Um, we just wanted to talk about um, takeoff, the, 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 if you know how that is affecting, which one, one, one rapper that I know said that he was gonna get out of the rap game. So we just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, it's not a long show today. We just, as I said, wanted to touch on the mental health. Um, so, um, I guess you touched on the, the, the grief, the long-term effects 
that the band um, members would have experienced would experience. Yeah, yeah. The, but specifically Later. how each band, band member would experience the grief, and especially the one that was closer to him. Yeah. Right. They're all going to grieve their family. They may grieve differently. But yeah. one thing is to hear about it. The other thing is to witness it. Those are two different types of grief. Right. And to have that replay in your mind night after night, day after day, day and night. So other people can move on and tell you, man, it's going to be all right. How do they know? Mm-hmm. And 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 we're as society, we're trained to don't worry about it, man. Don't man be strong, man. Don't worry. You're yeah. a man. Yeah, you're a man. You're a strong black man. You can and no. Yeah. Some, sometimes you just need to get the help you need. Because while, like I said, while the people move on, get their Grammys, have their babies, unfortunately, this will never happen. We'll take off. That's it. This one, I guess everybody's really, really affected by this. The fact that he was quiet, mm. he was never in the news. He was never out there like them. The man lived an ultra private lifestyle. They, they tried to dig up. They couldn't even find his social media profiles. A lot of people, you know, are wondering if he even, they, most, some people say he didn't have any social media, but he lived, he was ultra, super, ultra private. So I have a quick question. I want to interject and I'm so glad that you guys are, you ladies are talking about this. So like some of our audience, um, we've talked about mental health on this program quite a bit. And we also talked about grief, right? But what made you want to, and Reese and Camille, what made you want to really talk about this today? Can you elaborate on that for anybody who is dealing with specifically talk to this person right now, Camille, what made you want to address this specific case today? Okay, because this case is what's happening right now, right? You know, society gives you your 15 minutes and they move on. So this case is what it's being talked about. When Nipsey Hussle died, a lot of the young people, it, it, it hurt and it hit in ways, and this happened before the pandemic actually when he passed, and it hit in ways that a lot of older people didn't understand until someone broke it down to me and said to me, miss, no offense, but in your days, it was Tupac. Nipsey Hussle is our Tupac. And mm -hmm. that's when it, I got it. That's when I got it. And the person said, mm -hmm. no, go ahead, go ahead. Nipsey Hussle was our Tupac, the way Tupac was in your generation. So when you see the same topic coming up all the time in different spaces from people who don't know each other, different places, it has to be addressed. So Camille, also, thank you for that. So I, this is something that I'm thinking about. So when we see this on the news every day, because like we said, it's kind of pervasive now, right? It's happening a lot. Mm -hmm. And we're almost every day now we're hearing about some sort of tragedy and it's also mm -hmm. with celebrities. It's not just celebrity tragedies. It's just, right. <laughs> just yeah. Turn on the television, turn on your news and boom, it's right there. Just mm -hmm. everybody, some sort of tragedy, but even with celebrities only because a lot of us, like I said, want to live vicariously through them. Mm -hmm. So we see ourselves in what they're doing and all that. 
Um, and some of them we we relate to because there are some celebrities that I really like and I can relate to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like them so much, even though I don't know them personally. Um, but you feel close to them. So when we get this type of tragic news, how can it really affect us? Can it affect us without us even realizing? And if that's the case, what should we be doing? Well, think back of... <clears throat> I don't know if you are a Bob Marley fan. Um, he passed before I was born, but I know after I was born, my dad was still affected by it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't know him, but there's a lot of people who are still affected even way after listening to other type of music. They're stuck in a certain era or it just brings them back a lot of nostalgia and memories, because a lot of times for most of us, music is the heartbeat to our lives. Music is the heartbeat to our soul. You know, you can hear a song and it can bring you back to when you were a child. And then you remember people around that time who also passed. So it affects you by the celebrity who sings it, that they pass. So it's the morning of no longer hearing their music. It's the morning of having to disconnect from that celebrity. It's a morning, it's a thing of having to live your life without this that that celebrity and rearrange your life in your thoughts so real quick when you say that when you say that uh your father i'm just using him as an was affected what exactly how give me an example of exactly what you're talking about how he was affected by this I was born after Bob Marley died. So, you know, and I just remember growing up him playing his music. He's like, he's the best man. Everybody else like idiot. You know, he just, you know, he's like, oh, I don't even want to repeat a lot of the things really. Oh, okay. Okay. I just want to have an idea of when you say that people are affected. When you connect, it it was just that there was no other celebrity that he's ever idolized as other than because I grew up knowing about uh, this guy that I never met. And so many other people, um, children, uh, young people, they like I was affected by Aaliyah. Um, I was yeah, that was my, another one. Yeah, I was gonna name my daughter Aaliyah actually, um, after the singer, but I didn't, but I was going to. Um, her death was taken really, 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 really. I was really affected by that. Um, that one that for real, I remember when I heard it, I yeah. will never forget one yeah. I heard. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's what I'm saying you you become affected. Some of us cry, some of us become numb, some of us are in shock because again, I immortalized her. She was yeah. my idol. It's true, you know, I never thought about like when when celebrities die, how people cry like they're bawling, like they know the person. Yeah, yeah. you actually see them oh, yeah. crying and like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh. Yeah. So once, you know, you become affected, a lot of us don't know, you know, a lot of us are, are sad or somber. Some of us have other things going on and then the celebrity dies and it kind of just pushes us over into the depression that we already feel. So sometimes when celebrities die, it just allows us to feel our feelings. And I will tell you this is leading me into this. A lot of us who mourn celebrities, we weren't just mourning Kobe. We were mourning grandma. We were mourning grandpa died tragically. We were mourning so many other people that we lost and loved. Kobe yeah. was a Kobe what Kobe what that one was yes it was yes but Kobe. what I'm is while we mourned Kobe and we mourned Gianna his daughter we weren't just mourning Kobe and Gianna it was just about the loss everything it was 
sometimes overwhelming for a lot of people. So they were mourning a lot of people and it was comfortable to let out that cry publicly and be surrounded by other people because society does not embrace that. You are not welcome to be walking down the street or pumping gas, crying, and people are going to, are you okay? Oh my God. You know what I mean? We, we're not trained to handle that. Yeah. So it, it was something where we could all publicly collect. It was socially acceptable, okay, for us to be crying and to talk about it and to all of us collectively talk and cry about it because yeah. his death touched most of the world. And, I and so Michael, Jackson, Michael Jackson too. Yes. Yeah. So many. So People many. People were crying really. before Michael died. People were crying just seeing him. Hmm. You know. So also, was I was thinking of. I remember when Left Eye from TLC passed. Yes. You know, I remember that, and um, that was a big one. And uh, after that, the group was never the same. So yeah. yes. what I really wanted to circle back to Camille, um, thank you for answering the question that I asked, because yeah. I like the fact that you touched on, see, in this radio program, right, we have listeners from all over, and there could be somebody going through some of this right now. And I wanted you, thank you for taking it broader and a little bit more general to touch on the entire audience, because like you said, when you're mourning COVID, it's not just, you know, oh, it's just COVID. You may be mourning a loved one who passed, da, 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 da. So different people are feeling different things. But I like the fact that you let people know that this is what they may be feeling and this is why. Mm -hmm. And it could bring on a severe depression. So if this happens, what should they be doing? How do they address the feelings? And I'm glad you also talked about kind of like the stigma, you know, attached or the shame attached, especially in the black and brown communities. We kind of have this stigma attached to mental health, right? Or the shame where we don't want to address it, you know? And it is mental health. If you are going through some sort of depression and severe, yeah. it's something that's affecting you mentally. And there is this stigma attached to it where we just push it under the rug. Oh, I'm going to go to church or I'm just going to, you know, right. do this or do that. And we ignore it, mm -hmm. you know, in the black and brown community, because there's that stigma attached to it. So just, I, I really like the fact that you touch on that because I want people to know that's the purpose of what we're talking about, that it's okay mm -hmm. to seek help. And what are some of the things that they should be doing to get through this period of mourning and make yourself feel that grief go ahead and grieve if you have to yeah yeah man carol said you know one you have to feel your feelings and you also have to know that it's okay not to be okay in society we're trained how you doing fine how you doing good one day i said good morning to this guy i said good morning he goes i'm fine i didn't even ask him how he was doing you know what i mean we're just so trained to say i'm good i'm fine i'm great and some of us are not yeah. your house just caught on fire you're not doing great or this just that you're not you know it's okay to say or we're afraid to let somebody know we're not fine. Correct, correct. And and have us and have a safe place. So um I tell people you can have Jesus and a therapist as well. You know, you you can you can definitely have both. Um the church is really not prepared to deal with uh the mental health. Uh, the church is not a clinical orchestrated place to deal with mental health issues. And it is good to speak with a professional who can assist you 
in getting the help you need. And for those who are not there yet and who don't want to speak with a professional, join a support group. There are times where you don't want to do a one-on-one -on -one private counseling. Find you a support group, right, in which you can find other people who are facing similar situations and get the support in a group. There's lots of support in numbers. So there's different ways that you can manage your mental health. And okay, we, I know we got to wrap up soon because you have another uh, uh, engagement that you have to go to. So let our listener, not listeners, I'm so used to being on the radio, but let our people that, that are watching us or may catch it later on YouTube, um, where you are, how they can reach you and all that good stuff, you know, so before we wrap up. Sure, I guess. Okay, so I can be reached for those who are on Instagram at CFB Solutions Inc. Um, I'm on the same on Facebook. Um, and I provide services through telehealth at this time. And ages. Do you have a specific age? Oh no, you did say from the womb to the tomb. So this is that's the con that's the clients that I've worked with from the womb to the tomb. Currently, I'm only seeing adults, so 18 and up. 18 and up, okay. Can you repeat your IG handle or your site for me, please? Sure, sure. So my IG is CFB Solutions Inc. Okay. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's the same on Facebook, CFB Solutions Inc. My website is cfbsolutionsinc.com. And on the website, you can see all the other services I provide as well, in addition to mental health counseling. Right. We so. are definitely going to have you back on where we have a regular talk about, you, you know what I would love to discuss? Um, mental health in Black men. Okay. That I would love to discuss in like, uh, you know, when we have our regular show, because it is, we can't talk enough about mental illness. Yeah. We can't. And especially you know, these days. Recently. These days what's going on. So we definitely yeah. want to have you back on our show when we have a little bit more time, but once again, thank you for reaching out to wanting to discuss this particular um, issue with, you know, celebrities death and how it affects oh, you're us. You're welcome, you're welcome. I hope I answered all your questions. Yes, yes you did. thank you yes, so you much. All we right. love this topic here on, on Let's Connect. And every time we have someone like you come on, it's so important because we need um, our listeners and our friends. And we're saying listeners because it's going to be posted on our other forums as well. So our listeners will be able to check it out. But we need for them, we can't tell them enough that they need to seek help if they need it. And this is there is no shame okay, in seeking help and seeking someone to talk to, and someone like Camille, who is a professional. There is no shame in it. So thank you, Camille, for coming thank and you, talking sir. with us. You're welcome. Sharing with us. All right, reach out to her, guys. Her info is going to be on our YouTube. All right, and thank you guys for taking time out of your Sunday to join us for this quick, quick live stream. Yes, our All friends right. who are on our live. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thank Bye. you, guys. Thank you, ladies. All righty. All right.